0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. This is Michael Jan Friedman, and you're listening to Cosmic Potato. Because cosmic makes everything sound cooler, even potatoes. We interrupt this program
1: to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <sighs>
2: hey everybody and welcome to the season six premiere of cosmic potato the super fan talk podcast my name is sean ray and you know that uncomfortable feeling that you get when you're like in a group of people and you say something funny but nobody laughs so you think that nobody heard me so you say it again and then somebody says you already said that that's my whole life (laughs) and joining me today is rick how you doing sir
0: this is the way.
2: This is the way. <laughs> and one of the hosts of Wait You've Never Seen, we have Virginia. How are you?
1: I have spoken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this thing's just chock full of uh, one-liners. Um, <laughs> so today is going to be our kind of uh, Star Wars themed show. Uh, we, we usually have one whenever there's a uh, a Star Wars property that that comes out, uh, and which they usually come out around Christmas. So when we come back in the new year, we usually do a Star Wars show. So today we're going to talk about Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. But before we do, we're going to talk about uh, The Mandalorian, which we talked about The Mandalorian a little bit a few weeks ago. But it was when the show had only been on like three times. So now we've had the entire first season. So we'll talk a little bit about the first season and about the uh, finale. So if you haven't seen The Mandalorian... There's gonna be spoilers here. It's been a few weeks, so you should have seen it by now. <laughs> I know it, has, it hasn't even aired in the UK yet. I don't think so. Our UK listeners, you know, you may you may get some spoilers if you listen to this. But
3: that that right there baffles me. I just <clears throat> excuse me. I don't understand. You know, I, I could see if it was like Dubai or or you know, some some nation. That we don't generally have a whole lot to do with, but why would they make the UK wait until March to get this show?
2: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make 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 a damn
1: bit of sense.
2: Yeah, because I mean, there's other there's other shows that come out all the time on Netflix and stuff, and they don't have to wait. Like with Star Trek Discovery, they get it the next day or something like that. So I don't know why. And vice versa. Yeah, you know,
3: we get we get Doctor Who at the same time they do, just a few hours later. I I don't understand. This makes no sense whatsoever because this is just like screaming. Go ahead, pirate this show because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Right.
2: yeah, I mean, and that, that's that's obviously what's going to happen. But, um, because number one, you and I both have a lot of friends on Facebook that are in the UK,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so it's hard for me to not post anything. I mean, I don't want to put any obvious spoilers out there, but it's hard to not post anything that's not going to spoil something because there's Baby Yoda crap all over the place. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. The Baby Yoda reveal has already been ruined for them.
2: Yeah, that, and that, that's a spoiler right there because I didn't know anything about Baby Yoda when I watched the first episode. You yeah, know. me neither. So, I, yeah, I don't understand it either. But, uh... Okay, so, Rick, Virginia and John and I talked about The Mandalorian a little bit, and you weren't here for that episode, so w- what did you think about The, the Mandalorian overall?
3: I loved it. Uh, you know, it's no secret I am not a Boba Fett fan. I did a little happy dance when they finally axed the Boba Fett movie. Uh, one of my least favorite aspects of those of the horrible prequel trilogy was all the focus on Boba and Jango Fett and, and all of that crap. But uh, so I had very, I won't say low expectations, more like no expectations going into it. I was like, well, there's no way I'm not going to watch this show. Uh, but if it sucks, it's not going to ruin my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it hooked me from the get-go. You know, It's very clearly a Western in space, which, as a fan of Firefly, I know is a, 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 a pastiche that I appreciate and can enjoy. Um, I... With the exception of one episode that I thought was just kind of poorly written and badly acted, it's been really well done. The quality's been fantastic. Um, the the fan service has been has you know bordered on high priced escort level, <laughs> and to be honest, I don't mind that yet. Uh, so yeah, I've really enjoyed every almost every aspect of the show.
2: If uh So they they decided not to do a Boba Fett movie, mainly, I believe, because they decided to do this instead. Um, This could... I mean, this character could have been Boba Fett. They could have made this guy Boba Fett, if they wanted
3: to. Well, that's the thing, though, is Fett has no scruples. He has no honor. And if they had done a Boba Fett series... Unless they vastly changed the character, I would, I probably wouldn't have watched it.
2: It wouldn't have been set after Jedi because he was dead, <laughs> unless they brought him back to life. Oh somehow.
1: right, yeah.
2: Because he's in the bottom of the Sarlacc or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the finale did a couple of things that I didn't think we were gonna see until the, like the end of the entire series. Like they go through this whole thing of he can't take his helmet off. Which we kind of had a debate about that on one of the other shows. Uh, yeah. About what what they meant by he can't take his helmet off. You, you mean he can't ever take his helmet off? And they, they made it obvious. No, he just can't take his helmet off if if there's somebody there that can see him, or whatever.
1: I was glad they clarified that because I remember. Yeah, we talked about it on the last the last show that we talked about the Mandalorian.
2: Yeah, because we were like, how does he eat? How does <laughs> he know? brush his teeth? <laughs> So uh, yeah, he's he have a liquid diet. and He just got he pulls, puts a straw up there or something like that. I don't know. But uh, so he took his helmet off. But the only one that was able to see him was that droid. I can't remember the droid's name. IG Eleven. There you go. And uh, and of course, send me his face looks like Pedro Pascal because that's who's playing him.
3: <laughs> now now let me ask you something because Pedro Pascal is somebody.
1: He was the Viper in Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I knew him from. Um, he's been in some other stuff. Hold on, okay. a second. Let, let, me pull, let me pull him up. Yeah, because when they when they took his helmet off,
3: I was like, okay, it's a dude. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I, I recognized had, had him a bit of a that. baby face,
3: but all right.
2: <laughs> he's a Chilean actor. He was in Kingsman: The Golden Circle. He was in The Great Wall. He was. He, oh, I saw oh, both he, of those. He was in Narcos, that series that's on uh, Netflix, and yeah, he was in the fourth season of Game of Thrones.
3: Okay. He just I I've, I saw both the Kingsman movie and uh, wait a minute is yeah I saw both the Kingsman movie and the Great Wall and uh, he obviously didn't leave much of an impression on in me. In
2: the Great Wall, he played Peyro Tovar, and in Kingsman: The Golden Circle, he played Jack Daniels, Agent Whiskey.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: that dude. Okay. Yeah. He was All in right. the Equalizer two, and he's going to be in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Okay.
1: Oh, my God, I can't wait for Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. <laughs> Sidetrack, but yes.
2: <clears throat> um, also, they, we also, They also gave us Mando's name, which is Din Djarin, uh, which, I mean, didn't mean anything to me, but they acted like that was a name that I was supposed to know. Uh, I never watched, like, the Clone Wars and stuff like that, so I know some of the stuff that comes up in this show came from the Clone Wars. And so some of that stuff went over my head. So I don't know if that name is supposed to mean something or not. If it does, I don't know. Yeah. Me
1: either.
2: Um there was there was a lot of speculation about when he when we finally saw him with his helmet off if he was gonna have like a lot of scars and stuff on his face. And he doesn't. You know. He just he's just yeah. a dude. Well if he has <laughs> to know. wear
1: the helmet all the time. Yeah. he wouldn't have scars, probably.
2: And I like the the explanation, and I don't know if it's a retcon uh, that the Mandalorians are not really a race of people; it's just like this uh, knighthood or whatever that you join, and like any a person from any race can be a Mandalorian if they join this uh, cult hood or whatever you want to say.
3: Well, I don't know if it's so much a uh, a retcon or it's a development because I. I've I've seen people kind of saying both. Um, You know, there's a lot of talk that Boba Fett was not a Mandalorian. He just had Mandalorian armor. Um, But I seem to recall that wasn't necessarily the case. I I don't know. I didn't really pay that much attention. Um, But we also saw Sabine, who was a Mandalorian. It was definitely said that she was a Mandalorian in Star Wars Rebels, and she hardly ever wore her helmet. Yeah. Um, but there's also this this backstory of the planet of Mandalore being essentially wiped out by the Empire, and the Mandalorians being scattered. So it may have become less about birth and more about uh, 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 a creed or whatever, you know, kind of a, a Viking sort of thing. If a Viking said, "Your family, your family," you know, um, so. I'm I'm not entirely sure.
2: That kind of kept coming into my head every time they talked about him not taking his helmet off. I was like, well, Sabine hardly ever wore a helmet unless she was, you know, fighting. So yeah. why was she allowed to take her helmet off? Of course, I don't remember her being around a lot of other Mandalorians. Maybe she's just breaking the rules and doesn't care. Well, <laughs> no, she th- there were the.
3: I mean, I only saw up through about halfway through season four, but yeah. I seemed you know, and it's been a while, but I seem to recall that there was at least one or two times that she ran into other Mandalorians. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think one of the, the telling factors of the quality of this show is that there has been almost no, and I'm sure there's some, but very little fanboy screaming about the retcons in, in this series. Unlike the other show we're going to talk about.
2: Yeah, I, had, I, hadn't <laughs> heard, I hadn't heard a lot. Every Everything that I've heard about the Mandalorian has been positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really dug very deep on it either, because I don't—I didn't really want to see anything naked. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> um, I was probably last week years old before I found out that uh, what's the little guy's name that says I have spoken? Is his name Cool Cool Kool- Quill. Quill. Uh, Quill. Quill. Okay. Quill 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 Quill? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Nick Nolte. Yeah, you didn't know that? I did not know that.
1: Oh, no, no. I didn't know that either.
2: There was a lot of uh, guests, or especially like in the first episode, there was people that showed up that I knew, I knew their voice, and then I went and looked it up, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's that guy." And uh, but they had him under heavy makeup and stuff like that. But Quill was more of a uh, CG character, I believe. He he looked—I don't know.
3: I think he, he was more puppet than CG.
2: Yeah, because he he looked practical, but I thought well. That's got to be CG. But I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> the
3: thing that I had to dig up about him that I didn't realize is that he was an Ugnaught. And they said that later on. But uh, at first, I was like, what kind of – he, he kind of looks familiar, but he was an Ugnaught, which it was those little guys on, on the, the the Cloud City on Bespin that were, like, throwing stuff into the incinerator. Yeah,
2: I recognized yeah. him as um, – because my cousin used to have all the Star Wars action figures. And I remembered him having a toy that looked a lot like him. Mm. So I knew I knew that he was something that we had seen before. I just couldn't remember if it was like in Jabba's palace or in Tatooine or something like that. But Virginia, what about you? What, what do you think about the finale?
1: So I went to gather a group of people to hunt down the scout troopers, stormtroopers
0: yeah, that yeah.
1: punch Baby Yoda what the hell he's a baby <laughs> it's a baby whatever like uh that was probably the one of the most shocking things to me is like they just punched a baby what the what?
2: hell he's 50 years old though
1: he's still a baby
2: <laughs> you know that was jason sudeikis from saturday night, night saturday night live
1: um, i appreciated their humor like before they punched the baby um, cause I was like, this is probably what it would be like, like two scout troopers out just like shooting the breeze and, you know, we got to like keep an eye on a whatever. And then, you know, talking about crap while they're waiting for stuff to happen.
2: Target shooting and can't hit the target. Yeah. that was, funny. <laughs> that was when...
1: Um, but yeah, I, I was sad with ID 11 and I was mad with the scout troopers, but I, I really liked it. And I'm, I'm happy to see or I'm excited to see what they'll do with season two, because it seems like, oh, are they going to do a, a journey to try to find Baby Yoda's home planet? Because we don't we don't even know what Yoda's home planet was. Presumably, it would be the same if they're, you know, the same um, species. But that that's a whole other adventure in itself is trying to find where Baby Yoda comes from.
3: I, I saw a quote from John Favreau yesterday. I didn't look into the context of the statement, but the fact that he had to say because the headline was "John Favreau confirms this is not actually Yoda." And oh yeah. There, did anyone actually think it was?
1: I <laughs> thought it was John Favreau. No, it was a uh, it was a different guy that said, um, uh, "Baby Yoda, we know his name, and it's not Baby Yoda." And I'm like no shit, but y'all didn't give us anything to call him, so guess what? We're calling him Baby Yoda.
2: Yeah. Like I said, there was a lot of stuff that kept coming back from Clone Wars, which I'm not really that familiar with. I didn't really watch Clone Wars, but I know that that... Um, so, Juan Carlo Esposito uh, was the guy that played Moff Gideon. He's he's also the guy that used to play Gus on Breaking Bad. He, I thought he was... I mean, he was really good on the show, even though he didn't... He was only in basically the end of... Episode seven, and then he was in Episode eight, and uh, but that sword that he had at the end, the dark saber, was the dark saber, and that's from the Clone Wars. It's uh, oh. su- supposedly it's the the weapon that belonged to the first Mandalorian Jedi, and uh, and oh. several several characters in the Clone Wars had that sword, and now he's got it, so.
0: Oh, okay. I was
1: wondering about that.
3: Well, when I saw it, I some a couple of brain cells fired and went. I had heard of a quote unquote black lightsaber, which is what I thought that was. I didn't I didn't know what its real name was. Um, so all I said was, "Oh, that's what one of those looks like."
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I thought it was a lightsaber too, but it was weird looking because it was it was black with like a yellow like a lightning around the edges of it or something like that. All right. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to season two, which season yeah, two, absolutely. we're not going to get it until, uh, fall of this year. So it's going to be like almost a whole year from,
3: well, you know, like, like I've said about discovery, I would rather wait a while and get a better show Yeah. than have them rush out something that looks like crap and is, you know, full of filler. This, this season had one episode that I thought was crappy. Uh, and that was the one that was in the jail planet or the jail ship. And and not, and I didn't think the story was particularly bad. It's just everybody came in acting like they were in a Saturday morning cartoon.
2: Yeah. Um, I like that episode, but I'm not really a, a Bill Burr fan. And that's the, that's the guy that was playing the heavy in that episode. And, hmm. uh, I don't know. Podcasters really like Bill Burr because he was, he was like basically one of the first podcasters. But his podcast is just him ranting into a microphone for 30 minutes about everything.
3: Yeah, well, screw that. I'm one of the first podcasters, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all just don't know it. (laughs) But no, I mean, it was, I like the characters they brought in. Um, I especially like, what's her name? Kara? The, the mm-hmm. she's I I found out she's a former MMA fighter and mm-hmm. and I just I I really enjoy her character so I hope we see more of her um I okay here's it and this is going to kind of bleed over into uh, Rise of Skywalker as well I got a real huge kick out of all of the 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 there's no other word for it pandering to us fans that have been around since the beginning. Um, in fact, there were times when I, I turned to my wife and I'm like, "Are we on Tatooine? There's Jawas there, and they've got red eyes, and that's you know. And then I found like uh, action figures, and it's like off-world Jawa, and like, oh, so now we're saying that Jawas are all over the galaxy? Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, you know, but going to Tatooine and and vapor, vaporators and all kinds of imperial throwbacks—it's just little Easter eggs all over the place that. I really enjoyed and now it's time for them to stop. Uh, you know or at least back off a lot because I'm sated. You have you have thoroughly filled up my nostalgia cup. Now let's just get on with you know it's kind of like what I said about the first season of Discovery because they did the same thing that there was there was fan service left and right and I enjoyed it but now it's like okay now tell you tell me your story. Stop yeah calling back to mine and let's see what you've got. That's new. And I hope that's what they do going forward.
2: Well, you know, the thing about Tatooine is that it's supposed to be like the backwards of the, of the universe of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed, I mean, that's why Obi-Wan and Yoda chose that planet for Luke to go live there so that he, Vader wouldn't find him. And, uh, they go there all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they go to Tatooine and they've been to Tatooine in almost like five of the first six movies, they went to Tatooine, mm-hmm. and and then they went back in the series, but and then and then you've got um, Ray's planet, which is basically Tatooine.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I would also like to, uh, you know, Mister Favreau, if you're listening, um, and and all Star Wars creators from going to this, you know, henceforth, because I know you all listen to this show. The stormtroopers can't shoot straight joke has really gotten old <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 two scout troopers trying to shoot at the bush that was the that was the pinnacle that was okay, we get it enough <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's the that's the first time it's ever actually been shown in continuity I mean we see it online yeah. all the time, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you it was it was funny but yeah let's not let's not do that all the time <laughs> we get it because why why are you going to keep using stormtroopers if you're just going to make them keystone cops and they can't they can't do anything. Yeah. All right. The Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode 9. As far as we know, this movie is the end of the Skywalker saga. Um though we're definitely not done with this universe yet because the Mandalorian takes place in that universe and they're still planning more stuff for Disney+. Plus, But uh, this, this is going to complete the story of Skywalker's. And it starts out about a year or so after The Last Jedi. A transmission has been received by Emperor Palpatine. And uh, Kylo Ren is tracking it down because he wants to dispatch the threat to his command. The Sith brought Palpatine back. Okay, so they never actually came out and said that Palpatine was a clone, but he had clones of Snoke sitting all over the place in the palace or wherever that he was at. So it kind of stands to reason. No, it wasn't reason.
3: a jar. It wasn't all over the place. It was one decanter.
2: <laughs> yeah, they had, they had like two or three of them floating in there. So I guess they're trying to Snoke the Snoke. T- Every time we saw Snoke, it was actually Palpatine using him as like a puppet or mm-hmm. something. Ish. Something Kinda. like that. So I, in my head canon, this emperor was a clone as well. Yeah. Um, that
3: that that was that was Palpatine. That was the the dude that got thrown down the elevator, the the reactor shaft. Okay. They didn't explain how he got there, but you know, it's Star Wars. Continuity isn't exactly their long suit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he but, gives. You know,
3: he was all dead and crumbly and missing bits. No, that was him. If it was a clone, he wouldn't have been all all desiccated and falling apart
2: he gives kylo mm-hmm. an armada i mean just immediately like first scene hey here's an armada of star destroyers yeah uh now you can have them to go destroy the galaxy or whatever just i want you to kill the girl you know so that i mean i liked seeing uh ian mcdermott come back i like the fact that palpatine was there that seemed contrived to me now i want to i want to state right off the bat, I like this movie. I really like this movie. But I had problems with it. So, I'm going to state some of the problems that I had with it. And that's one of the big ones. That seemed contrived to me. Anybody agree, disagree?
3: It's Star um, Wars.
2: They I... haven't really ever sweated <laughs>
3: material reality.
2: <laughs> that's going to be your argument for everything. You're going to say, it's Star Wars. <laughs>
1: kind of,
2: yeah, actually. <laughs> Go ahead, Virginia. I'm sorry.
1: If they had... Okay, I didn't notice it, so maybe I missed something. But if they had foreshadowed the return of the Emperor in any movie up to this point, I'd have been like, fine, the Emperor has returned. This is great, moving on with the story. But nothing. nothing like, I realized, we saw the trailer and the Emperor was there and whatnot. But story-wise, it's just like, he pops up and here's the Emperor again. Like, what's going on? It didn't seem... There wasn't enough setup for me for him to be there.
2: Yeah, I mean it's just like here's here's the bad this main bad guy that we killed a few movies ago, he's back. No real yeah. explanation. He's just he's back and that's just the way it is. <laughs>
1: Even if, even if he had had some dramatic monologue about how he fell down the shaft and then so-and-so rescued him and he, like, this is how he came back, even just an explanation would have been fine. But he didn't really explain that either.
3: This is a universe where uh, Galactic Empire regularly and fairly easily builds battle stations the size of planets, or small moons if you wish, uh, star destroyers that are the size of cities. Um, we have giant worms that live in asteroids and eat spaceships. We have, bu- uh, pterodactyl sort of things that live inside these worms that eat spaceships. Uh, we can get from one planet to another on sublight drive in less than a week. Uh, you know, do, do I need to go on about how Star Wars has never sweated reality?
2: I know. I know. <laughs> I know, it's, so, it's, it's fantasy, it's just, that's that's kind of a, it's just, you know, you had a big villain from several movies ago, and you you just bring him back just to be bringing him back, because really, I mean, the, the Emperor, that could have, they didn't have to be the Emperor, that could have been somebody else. But, but the thing but, is,
3: the Emperor was the ultimate dark side badass, you don't think he could have kept himself alive and then summoned some minion to come get him? Well, because and transport he, him?
2: Yeah, because he basically said that he was all the Jedi. I mean, all the Sith. He had all mm-hmm. of the Sith in him. So I guess Darth Plagueis is one of those, and Darth Plagueis is the only one that's been able to bring back the dead or whatever. Um, that's true. So I guess maybe he was able to bring himself back.
3: Or he just didn't necessarily have to bring himself back. He just stopped himself from dying. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he was all chipper. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was essentially a mummified corpse hanging from a from a, a, you know, a a, a mic stand.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm sitting there watching this and I'm thinking to myself, one thing that I will give this movie is that at least it's not another movie about a Death Star. You know, we had two movies about a Death Star. Then we had the the thing in The Force Awakens that was basically a Death Star and then we find out that every one of these ships is a Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we have a Death Star. We have a Death Star times a thousand. You know, we can go, we can destroy every planet in the galaxy, which to me, I'm like, I'm like, if you're the Empire and if you destroy all of the planets, then what are you taking over?
3: hmm
2: I mean, I know that basically you can say, well, I can destroy ten planets and then the rest of them will just do what I say. But I don't know.
3: Okay, here's another thing to consider. The Emperor is absolutely insane.
2: Yeah, he's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And and
3: he has
0: unlimited power!
3: Power! He's gone nuts, and so this is his plan. I'm going to kill everybody and everything that disagrees with me. And, not to get political, but look at our country right now when we're recording this. This is not too far away from reality. Yeah. so saying that blowing up every planet in the in the Empire is a bad idea, uh, you know how many does he have to, exp- to to destroy before the rest of the systems go all right never mind I mean that was the whole point of the Death Star was we mm-hmm. can blow up uh-huh. a planet. Um, this is you know this line of thinking has been endemic to the Empire since the beginning. and if we accept and we, we have to because it's what was told to us on screen, that Palpatine has been pulling the strings on this from the get-go, then it makes sense that he seems to think this is the strategy that works. And so he built a Death Star, some kids blew it up. He built another one. More teenagers blew it up, to, to quote Robot Chicken a little bit. Yeah. Um, so then we fast-forward a, a, a generation, and we've got another Death Star-like okay. thing. And the, the Resistance blows it up again. And so he's like, "All right, fine. Maybe the problem is it was just in one place. Let's make 400 of these things, and but we're still going to make sure they all have to rely on one signal for a few minutes. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is the Star Wars isn't about the the stuff. Um, and one of the reasons I was so glad that Ian McDermott came back." Is I turned to my wife after we after we watched it for the first time and I said he's the only one in this whole goddamn movie who gets what kind of film they're making. And I've been saying this for years and pardon me if I repeat myself, folks. If you've been if you've been listening to me for a while, um, George Lucas set out to make he wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie and the owners of the rights wouldn't give it to him. So he said, fine, screw you guys, I'll make my own homage to the to the. Movie serials I used to watch when I was a kid, because uh, you know, back in the forties, back well, not the forties—he's not that old—but back in the fifties, kids would go to, you know, my my parents' generation would go to the movies and they'd pay a nickel or a dime or a quarter or whatever, and they would get a newsreel, which was like you know, a five or ten-minute thing about what's going on in the world, and then there would be a serial, and it would be a ten or fifteen-minute uh, black and white. Usually science fiction, you know, Buster Crab, Flash Gordon, uh, Buck Rogers, Commando Cody, all of this stuff, all right? And it would be just this little 15-minute snippet, and it would always be campy as hell, and it would end with a cliffhanger, and that's where the crawl, the the opening crawl came from and all of that stuff. And George Lucas set out to recreate that, mm. but the problem was he did it better than it ever had a right to be because he had – all of these people around him, like Martin Scorsese and, and Steven Spielberg, and and, uh, and you know that whole class of of uh, filmmakers who were just starting out. And you know if you study any of the any of the history of Star Wars, the original the, the, the initial cut of Star Wars was three hours of tedium and horror, uh, and then it got saved in the edit. And Marsha, you know the the woman who would become his wife did a lot of work in editing the film. A lot of his his uh, film filmmaker uh, friends were like, dude, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. And they, they turned this thing into what should have been a schlocky homage to totally camp 50s era serials and made one of the best science fantasy movies we've ever seen. But he couldn't do it again.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then we got The Empire Strikes Back, which you know he brought in How- uh, um, Howard Kirshner? Her- Harold, or Ar- Ar- Irvin, Irvin Kirshner, Arvin. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and made what some people consider to be the best film of the uh, of the se- of the the series. I have my issues with that. I think it's the best made film of the series. Um, I don't think it's the best because it's it can't stand alone. But that's that's argument for another time. Um, and then this kind of lore built up around the movies and they started getting people started believing they were better than they were and then we got the prequels well first of all we, then we get Return of the Jedi and Return of the Jedi was kind of people were starting to be afraid to tell Lucas no by that point point.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and we got Ewoks and we got some weird shit in there and things started getting a little shaky but it was still okay it was still a fun movie uh, and then we got the prequel trilogy, which showed us what happens when George Lucas is so powerful, no one's going to tell him no. No one's going to say, George, this doesn't work. And they didn't. Um, I've been watching them again. I, re- I watched uh, a ta- uh, The Phantom Menace with my little girl a couple weeks back, and good Lord, is that movie awful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it has not gon- gotten any better with time. And just you know, looking, watching Natalie Portman... Have fun with Jake Lloyd. That was fine, but then you're thinking about, you know, in another movie, you two are going to be hooking up, and that's just creepy AF. Um, <laughs> so now we get to 20, 30 years later, and J.J. Abrams says, I'm going to do these movies, but better. And then he remakes Star Wars, which, again, we've, we've discussed that to death on various various podcasts. So whether you liked it or not, I enjoyed Uh, The Force Awakens um, mainly because and this is what J.J. Abrams does and I'm sorry I'm going on a monologue here I I apologize for dominating I'll be done with this real soon I promise (laughs) what (laughs) J.J. Abrams does well is he makes bad movies with amazing characters and The Force Awakens was not in any way a good movie but the characters were so compelling that I loved to watch it we watched that again we watched The Force Awakens uh, New Year's Eve because I let my little girl stay up till midnight, and we needed something to do. Um, and I saw how, you know, it's a direct ripoff of Star Wars. It's cheesy. It's it's it doesn't hold up under the the most scrutiny. But the characters are awesome. That's why Star Trek 2009 is so much fun. The, you know, I, I despise almost everything about it, but the characters are so great, and the direction is so great, and that's what Abrams does really well. Uh, So The Force Awakens was was a lot of fun. People bitched. People are always going to bitch about these films. Then we got The Last Jedi, and we got somebody else, not Abrams. I forget. uh, Ryan Johnson? Johnson. Yes. Yes. And while I didn't like everything that happened in The Last Jedi, I love the fact that Johnson went, all right, y'all are complaining the last one was too much like everything else. I'm going to do something different. And boy, did he do something different. And took risks, took chances, they didn't all work, but we got some great new characters, we got some kind of iffy new canon stuff, like all of a sudden fuel's an issue in the Star Wars universe, alright. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, he took a chance. And the fanverse lost its freaking mind. It was like, we told you to do something different, but you did it too different! you know? And, <laughs> and it was just like, oh my god, he, there's no pleasing you people. Um, so I was very much looking forward to Rise of Skywalker because I think J.J. Abrams is the perfect match for the Star Wars universe, uh, and he—I'm only going to compare him to Trump in this instance. R- ride with me here; it's going to make sense for a second. One thing we've seen with
2: Donald I'm trump i trying to make the best Star Wars movie <laughs> that's ever been made.
1: The
3: thing is. <laughs> and i from 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 what i understand this is not uncommon in the quote unquote business world is when a new ceo takes over a company the, the the standard practice is to totally dismantle everything the previous ceo did and that's what we've seen with trump is if it has obama's name on it he's done his best to 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 take it apart and if you look at before, if you look at Rise of Skywalker with, through that prism, we see J.J. Abrams trying to undo everything Ryan Johnson set up in mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. Yeah. For good or bad, a lot of energy went into that. That went into Rise of Skywalker was in undoing what Ryan Johnson did. Which that's probably my only gripe with it. Is I I really wish that if that was going to be the case, that J.J. Abrams had just done all three movies. If he was going to go through and just negate everything that was done in Rise, in uh, The Last Jedi.
2: One thing that I know about J.J. J. Abrams, I, I like everything, just about everything that J.J. J. Abrams makes I like. But then the next time that I see something that he made, I forgot about the things that I don't like about J.J. J. Abrams. One of the things that I don't like about J.J. Abrams is that he loves to create red herrings. Yeah. And this movie was so full of red herrings... It's like Chewbacca dies? No, he doesn't. C-3PO loses his memory? No, he doesn't. Uh, you know this character dies? No, he doesn't. No, they don't. You know it's back and forth, and 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 then you find out that this wayfinder that they're looking for this whole time, it gets crushed. They don't even use it. They just use <laughs> the one. They just use the one that Kylo had. So all this stuff happened up until the last twenty minutes of the movie for nothing because they just used the one that Kylo already had. And that kind of irritated me. I mean, I had fun on the ride, but it kind of irritated me that all the stuff that we saw just they just kept un, they kept doing stuff just to turn around and undo it just a few minutes later.
3: Let, let yeah. me ask you both a quick question. How many times have you seen the movie? I only saw it
1: once. This one just once.
3: Okay. I, I had when, we, when you said we're gonna do this show, Three weeks ago. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> not not your fault, I'm kidding. Um I went and saw it again. Just to because I'd been I'd been reluctant to because I had so much fun watching it the first time. And then I got online and I saw people like, Oh my god, worst Star Wars movie ever and oh my childhood is ruined again and blah 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 blah. And I was afraid to go see it again because the nostalgia wave was you know, was really strong in this one. Um, but you know, I was like, "All right, I need to see it again if we're going to talk about it. I need to make sure that I like this movie, as opposed to just enjoyed it." Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it uh, does. Uh, and I loved it even more the second time through. Um, yes, there are plot points that are that are an issue, but you know what? Wrath of Khan has plot points you could pilot a starship through, or yeah, plot holes yeah. you could pilot a starship through. So. Just because the story isn't airtight doesn't necessarily mean I won't like it. Uh, and you know there 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 are issues to talk about in this film. I really love that he used he was able to get General Organa in, General Leia in. but it is so very clear that you know, they were kind of trying to write lines around what they the footage they had of her. Yeah,
2: yeah, kind of, sort of makes sense. Yeah, I mentioned that to my wife. Uh, My wife didn't go see it with me. I went to see it with my daughter. But I was telling my wife about it, and I was like, "It's just weird that something that Ray was, Ray would say things, and you know that the only reason that she said it was because they had this that Carrie Fisher had said that they could use. Yeah, and they had to make the conversation make sense. Yeah, you know, and I and some of the shots that they used of Carrie Fisher. It almost looked like it was Carrie Fisher waiting for a director to say action. (laughs) 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 Because she's just kind of standing there looking off into the distance or whatever. Which is is probably true. They did use a lot of that. I was really hoping that we were going to see a scene with uh, Leia and Ben and never got it. But I'm, I'm glad that they went the way that they did and not tried to do some... CG version of her or something like yeah. that to try and finish her her uh, story up. Uh, you know the, the the flashback scene when we see young Leia was uh, Billy Lord. Oh, playing. was it? Yeah, it was her. Oh,
1: that's nice. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know
3: Billy Lord was in the movie. Uh, I, I pointed her out to my wife. Billy, if you don't know, folks, Billy Lord is is Carrie Fisher's daughter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, her
3: actual real honest to god daughter.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I thought when I first saw it, I said. I, I thought, well, they, they de-aged Carrie Fisher, but it doesn't quite look right. No, they didn't de-age Carrie Fisher. They used a different person. They de-aged Mark Hamill, and it looked pretty. It looked pretty good. What yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the 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 Luke that we saw. Uh, what do you think of Billy D. Williams? I, I liked the scene when he came back. I thought that that scene was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. The way that they introduced him, I knew it was him just because his helmet. I recognized his helmet.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. There was. There wasn't a surprise in this film.
2: I think that it would have been. It would have been great. I know that they have contract obligations and stuff, but it would have been great if they never announced that he was going to be in the movie and he just showed up. That would have been. I would have really liked that.
0: Mm.
2: But I, I'll say this about about uh,
3: Lando showing up. I was really worried when they announced that he'd be in the film because I have, uh, you know, I've watched enough Star Wars Rebels. I've heard Billy Dee doing some, you know, voicing young Lando. Um. And you 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 remember that Batman animated Batman movie that you 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 told me about a few years back that that uh, Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar oh, oh, yeah. did the voices for, and it didn't work because you could tell that they were eighty year olds trying to sound like their younger selves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everything I've heard or seen Billy D Williams do in the last. Five years has sounded like someone who's just on the edge of Alzheimer's trying to keep it together, and I was really worried uh, about Lando being in this movie that it was going to be just like a oh oh no no Billy no yeah. but he was great he yeah, went, he, he was sharp he was on target he he I mean he was obviously you know seventy something years old they didn't in any way de-age him or try to make him seem young but he nailed it it it, it was great
2: seeing him. They didn't in- try to make him do too much. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, he sh- he showed up. He would do a scene, and then he would disappear for a while, and then he would come back. And he was flying the Falcon, so he wasn't ha- he wasn't doing a lot of running and jumping and stuff like that. You could tell that, but the way that they used him, I thought really worked. You know. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we got we got about ten minutes left. I got a couple of things I want to hear. Virginia, hit on.
3: you uh, did, did you want to say so- anything about Billy Dee?
1: Oh no! It was just really good to see him again, um, and basically everything y'all said—like he was, he was perfect. It was everything we could have hoped for from Lando showing back up. I, I think.
2: Um, what do we think about Ray being a Palpatine? I love it. it. I, I, you know, I was,
3: I was big in the in the Ray is a Ray is a, uh, a, a, a a solo um, camp but ultimately i really didn't care so it was it was fun to pick a side
2: i think it would have worked better if it had to just stayed because when uh when when uh, kylo ren told her in the last movie that her parents were nobody um i think that it would have worked better for me if it had just stayed that way that she was just a new person and it didn't have, because this galaxy is so small everybody's related to each other <laughs> You know, but the so. thing is,
3: the fanboys have been bitching since day one about Ray being a Mary Sue. Yeah, and making her a Palpatine takes the curse off of all of that. Not, it never bothered me. I've loved Ray since the get-go, and I love her even more after this movie. I think Daisy Ridley is awesome. I think the character is awesome. I don't need, uh, you know, some. 80s-esque training montage for her to be able to use the Force. That's kind of the whole thing about the Force. Mm -hmm. It's magic. Um, So, making her a Palpatine, so what? Now, I have seen some very disturbing YouTube videos and comments because, oh my god, this means that Palpatine had sex with somebody. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm like, well, first of all, Okay, you know he wasn't always <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: scary old old g- greebly Palpatine, but everyone's like, oh, that means somebody must have fallen in love with him, and and you know, okay, let's get dark for just a second. He's the freaking Emperor of the dark side. Mm-hmm. You really think he can't just go? Hey, she's cute. Bring her to my you know, bring her to
2: my uh, my my quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't... It, and who's, I mean. to, who's to say that that's true? Who's to say that he had sex with anybody? Because Vader was born because the midichlorians impregnated his mother. How do we know that Palpatine yeah. didn't just wave his hand and some woman was pregnant? You know? Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, cause I mean it's what they did. So, uh... I would have been fine if she hadn't been related to anybody and it was just a new character. But, I mean, Pal- Palpatine's fine. I had heard that theory, and it made it made more sense to me than some of the other theories that I heard. Because I heard a lot of theories of, uh, well, she's, she's Obi-Wan's daughter. She's too young to be Obi-Wan's daughter. I mean, Obi-Wan was an old man <laughs> when she was born.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, there, I, I, now that is one thing. There, There's... the, the there's talk of an Obi Wan series, and yeah. I really hope that explains how Obi Wan aged forty
2: years and 20. in twenty. For real, years. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and then and then the uh, the reappearance. Okay, so we had the reappearance of Luke. Luke came back as a Force Ghost, which I kind of figured that's what happened. I knew he was going to be in the movie. I think
1: everybody knew that. <laughs> yeah,
2: and if he comes back, he's probably going to be a Force Ghost. It was a good scene. I liked the scene. Um. The scene at the end where he's standing there with Leia and she says her name is Rey Skywalker, it seemed kind of hokey, but it was, but it worked for what it was. And Dude, it, I, I mean, balled my eyes out. <laughs> it was a it was a decent ending. I mean, I liked the ending. I smiled when that happened and everything. I'm getting choked up just thinking. About yeah, it. I like. I mean, I liked it. It was. It was. It seemed to me. It seemed corny, but Star Wars has always been full of some some corny things, and the ending some. worked. I I, <laughs> I thought. No, I'm 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 agreeing with you. I liked it. You know the way it worked. No, what uh, I'm saying
3: is like Del Monte could have been one of the the supporters of this movie.
2: <laughs> and then also um, Han showing up. I. I don't know that I liked Han. I mean I like seeing Han back but I don't know. It, it just seemed like like his his part was wrapped up. And Yeah, to, I
1: wasn't I wasn't clear on that either.
3: I, I loved mean, it. I, I understand I, why they did it. Remember the kind of movie this is. That kind of stuff is is the the bread and butter of the cereals. And it, it, I thought it was a, a great closure for Kylo and for, for Kylo becoming Ben again.
2: Well, one thing that I did like was that that scene, almost all the dialogue was exactly like the scene where Kylo killed, killed Han at the beginning yeah. in, the, in the first movie. And, then, and so it was almost the same dialogue. And then Ben doesn't say anything else for the rest of the movie. If you notice, after that scene, he never speaks again. He says Al one time, mm. you know, and and that's it. And then, uh, and then of course the all the fanboys and everybody are, are 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 screaming about the force healing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the man apparently the that's in
3: that's in the other shows, so it's been done.
2: Yeah, I mean it happened in the Mandalorian, the episode that came out yeah. the day before the movie came out to set <laughs> to kind of set it up and to kind of show, yeah, this is something that can happen now. I mean, we've kind of hinted that it can happen before. We've never explicitly showed wounds being healed and stuff, but yeah, this 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 can happen. So get used to it. You're gonna when you go see Skywalker tomorrow, you're gonna see it like five times. You know, Ray's gonna heal a snake. So. <laughs> yeah. and did did you catch that when she
3: healed Kylo his face scar went away too? I did. Mm-hmm, I did see mm-hmm. that. That was cool.
2: Yeah. Uh okay. Um I'm going to wrap things up. I wanted to name off a couple of, a couple of uh Easter eggs. Uh C3PO's last line of dialogue in this movie was "Did you hear that?" That was the first line that he said in Star Wars.
3: Oh, I didn't catch that.
2: Yeah. Um the Firefly, or the ser- Serenity from Firefly, is in this movie. In, oh, uh, in it, one at of the, the battles. with scenes. all the ships. Yeah, in that battle scene, you. I, you I
3: did. I did spot the ghost from uh, from uh, Rebels, but I. Rebels, I did, yeah. I yeah. mean, there was absolutely no time to to catch all of the ships that were in that. I'm not surprised. I'd be surprised if the Enterprise wasn't in there somewhere.
2: (laughs) Luke Luke Skywalker's final triumphant feat at the conclusion of the Skywalker saga is to lift his X-Wing from its sunken state, a feat he could not accomplish in Episode 5.
3: When I could speak again, I told my wife, because I don't think she realized it, they used the same music cue
2: that that they did when Yoda did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it serves to prove how strong he has become as a Jedi Master that he's basically as strong as Yoda was in that uh in episode 5. So okay. I guess that's going to do it for this episode. Virginia, uh let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Um you can find me right here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network where I I do a podcast called Wait, you've never seen um with my boyfriend Shane where we talk about movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen.
2: And, Rick, where can we find you? Go to
3: starbasecommand.net, and you can find all of my shows, Starbase 66 or Starbase The Next Generation, depending on which iteration you want to check out. Open the Iris, which is our Stargate SG-1 uh, watch-along podcast, and uh, Infinite Diversity, and also our brand-new Doctor Who show, Analyzing Doctor Who.
2: All right, and if you want to uh, get a, get in touch with us, you can find us on our Facebook group. Just search for Cosmic Potato, Uh you can email us at cosmic at gmail.com and you can email you can uh, send us a voicemail or a text message to area code two zero five six four two eight three eight zero thank you for listening be sure to join us next time on cosmic potato the super fan talk podcast well, you might hear john say something but he's not here so you'll have to find out then <laughs> you might hear john say
3: oh i can't make it again <laughs> yeah I
0: agree with
3: you.
0: Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for joining us for Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk podcast.